Well, good day to you. It's Joel with Viking Country dropping in to let you know that our brand new film, Unsung Hero, is in theaters now. It's Luke here. We've teamed up with the creators of Jesus Revolution to bring you this adventure of a lifetime. It's a powerful, true story about a family uniting, growing in their faith, and facing the impossible together. In theaters now, unsunghero.movie for more information. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Are you ready? Yeah. All right, yo, what's up? It's your boy D Starks. Starks are artists. You're now tuned in to the Just Different Podcast where we talk everything faith, life, and culture. We back. We back. We here. Another here. week. Like we never left. Facts. <laughs> are we going are we gonna dress the elephant in the room, bro? Whoa, what? What elephant? You look different, bro. What what? Oh, okay. No, no. He said he heard y'all talking. I heard him talking in the internet streets. No, I, yeah. So I remember, because I remember last episode, we were talking about how we were on live and people were making like fun of our hair. <laughs> yeah, but was it was crazy because this past weekend on Sunday, I went out with my parents and my mom and dad were clowning me the entire time. Like they were saying my hair was screaming out, help. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, no, no. My mom was like, I'll help pay me. for you to help get your hair done. You got to do something with help it. I'm like, you know me. what? It's probably time. So I went ahead, mm-hmm. I, you know, just bit the bullet, went for it. So, yeah, shout out Blessed help Hands. Me. Shout out Melissa in Louisville, Kentucky. She got me so right. So, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm good now. Now, you. Bro, I set my Jordan appointment. Jordan still needs prayers. Y'all help him out. Y'all, I set my appointment at Blessed Hands. I'm going to be there next weekend. Bro. No, fact. So, yeah, no, she definitely got me right. So, I'm, you know, you look good. You you know, you perform well. That's Every, a fact. Everything changes. That's so I got a, a fresh cut too. So I'm I'm straight. We oh, back. We, we won take today. We, we won fresh take. Cut. Let's do it. <laughs> we got to do it. But no, we're going straight into the putting you on segment of the podcast. So look, we actually have a huge audience out in Africa. We had someone comment on one of our YouTube videos not too long ago because we asked you all to put some suggestions in the comments yeah. of different artists uh, and different music. And they had put us on to some like, you know, kind of like uh, Christian Afro, like Afro beats and whatnot okay. music. Okay. And I was like, yo, like checking it out. Like this is fire. And we usually be playing more like hip hop, yeah, kind of yeah, R&B. So I was like, we got to make sure we mix it up and, you know, do our thing. Let's but this it, is, though. this is insane. Let's do it. I can't bro. even lie to y'all. First yeah, listen, yeah, I was like, yeah, this yeah, is the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all go ahead, turn y'all volume up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, the headphones. Shout out to everybody, yo. In Cape Town, Johannesburg, Nigeria. It's for y'all. Let's get it. This life is so sweet. Yep, yep. Blessings take out their lives. 17, 18, 19. You shower your blessings on me. Okay. Blessings just keep on piling. That is the way you love me, love me. 18, 19, showers of blessings pouring. That is the way you yeah, love me. Yeah. That is the way you love me, daddy. You love me, you love me, you love me. Her voice is so fire, bro. She slid on us right here. I can't even lie. Uh. This is like summer 23 too though It does Yeah, this is the one With you and the press up, see they hold me with passion. Mm-hmm. I can see affection. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 17, 18, 19. It's showing your blessings on me. Blessings to wait on panic. Hey. That is the way you love me. Love me. 18, 19. Uh-huh. Hey. 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 
That's a blessings by a sh- I actually Rose don't know. The, Rose by the butcher. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's gonna be in the description below. But yeah, that's a putting you on for this week. That is absolutely Fire. crazy. Make sure I go stream support Fire. because that's a whole. I didn't even know there was that particular like industry oh, or like either. sector of music in terms yeah, of like yeah. Christian, like Afro. That's like R and B too. That whole mix yeah. is crazy. Yeah. But no, yeah. So actually. For all of our people that listen on YouTube, episodes 88 and 89 are now available on there. I know they weren't like the previous week and everybody's waiting. Some people were like, yo, we're getting worried. Like, what's going on? What's happening? But they're finally out. Um, so you can check those out. And we're going to be back on like our regular schedule with the drops on YouTube just every Wednesday and Friday. So stay tuned for that um, starting next week. So, yeah, we got y'all. Yeah. But, yeah, actually, one thing I did want to mention as well, we did an interview with another podcast, which we really don't do often or are able to do as much as we really want to but we got on the viral jesus podcast with heather thompson day it was a great interview i think it was about like around like 30 40 minutes um i really enjoyed it we like did it i think it was like via zoom it was like an online thing but she released it um during break we weren't able to like really like put it out too much or like Mm. promo but if you want to go and listen to that check it out definitely do oh and let us know who you want to come on the podcast and where you would want to see us on the other podcasts other platforms we definitely want to grow and get into it but yeah you ready let's do it get it all right now to the say it again of this week of the podcast we come back and we just run back something that we heard we're listening to or studying we felt were notable just to speak on the podcast so this past sunday when we were at church our pastor gave a crazy word jordan wasn't there but i was there and whenever i heard it, it was like one of those ones you know it's like yo that was yeah. that was for me like you were speaking directly to me mm-hmm. everything that was happening going on taking place and i was like yo we definitely have to bring this to the podcast i feel like it was just so relevant to just like honestly what's been happening this year um what's going on just like generally Mm. and so one thing that he mentioned in the sermon that that stood out to me is the fact that you can't come to god or answer his call whenever you feel like it or when it's convenient for you and he was coming out of matthew 22 which is like the parable of a king who was putting on like a banquet for his uh, son and he had his servants like send out all these invitations to people to come and none of them responded. Um, so he was kind of like playing on that whole invitation idea and how sometimes like whenever God is calling us or inviting us in, like we just don't respond and that we have a, like I'll, I'll pick up later kind of mentality when God's calling us to either like do something or calling us to a higher level of consecration Mm. during a time or like particular season. And, you know, I, I felt that because, I, I do that a lot. Like, you know, whenever somebody, somebody texts you, you get a text yeah. usually or somebody call and you're just like, oh, like I, I, I'll get to that. soon. I'll get to that later. Yeah. yeah. And then it, it's like three days later. Then it's like, it's dang near like too disrespectful to like. <laughs> After the <laughs> couple that, days. No fact, bro. It's, you were in a dilemma because you know you need to respond, but it's been about three days. So it's just it's like. It's just disrespectful at that point. Yeah. Bro. So you just kind of leave it. Yeah. It's just crazy. But whenever God answers us. Oh. 
But whenever God calls us, that is sometimes a mentality that we have. We yeah. just kind of like put it off and just put it to the side. And it's one of those things where it's like, oh, whenever it works with my schedule mm-hmm. is when I'll get to it, when I actually obey. And we talked about this a while ago when we, in, in one episode, I think it was Choose This Day, mm. when we talked about sometimes we like to customize our yes in the sense that we like to pick and choose when we want to really follow and obey God. Yeah. When 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 the time is right, when when it feels good, when when it's convenient, when when the stars align, when it's I've had a good day, I've had a good few weeks, my yeah. relationships are together, this is going well. It's when we want to decide to choose. Like our yes is very just unstable yeah. and just to and fro and, and not not consistent. Um and what he was talking about um, Sunday really hit because one thing he mentioned is the fact that there are some things you can't afford to make up at a later date, right? So when it comes to just like us customizing our yes and thinking, well, you know, at, at some point I'll get to it, right? When I when I feel like it, when I think it, it's on my timing, right? Yeah. Is that there's some things that you you can miss, you know? And he was also talking more about like that invitation invitation piece that I really thought hit home and he was talking about how when someone sends you like an invite somewhere to like a party a function or mm-hmm. banquet whatever it is the weight of that invitation or how important it is depends on like what you're being invited to do yeah. right so use an example like you know somebody's inviting you over to come like cut the grass or something you ain't really gonna like feel that but if someone's inviting you to like the Met Gala like that's a different, you're gonna have a different type of posture toward that, different type of like yeah. response and urgency, right? And another part of an invitation is who's sending it as well. Like who who is sending that invitation? And so whenever we really think about that, when it's God who's sending an invitation to us to come closer to him, to draw near, to answer the the call of our purpose and what he wants us to do, like who are we to not respond mm-hmm. when the king calls? Yeah. And that's really, like, where I landed, and I was just like, man, mm. like, that's crazy. But, like, seriously, when you think about that, like, the king of kings, God of the universe, is inviting us. Is inviting. Himself. Like, man. And who are we to not respond? In written letter. Right. And the one of the big reasons that we don't respond is because we're too, we're, like, preoccupied by too many other things. There's too many things that have our attention that we're busy mm-hmm. having our hands in, that we think that we can just get to God later. But it's important to note that, like, it's so, like, being on God's guest list, there's nothing to be taken lightly. The fact that he is deciding to want a partner to walk with and have a relationship with you is nothing just to put on the back burner. Yeah. You know? And sometimes you have to be, emo- you have to allow yourself to be inconvenienced. Mm-hmm when it comes to your call and what God may be telling you to do, right? Because, like, imagine, you know, God calling you, and this is kind of where I just kept thinking about and thinking about after the sermon. It's like, imagine, like, God calling you, like, on your phone, and you turning it over and being like, sorry, I'm preoccupied. Crazy. I'm too busy. Crazy. Like, I have, I have Crazy. too much going on right now. Can I get a rain check? But <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. But... And you would imagine you wouldn't do that, mm. but it's something. And I had to look at myself and say, yo, that's something you do. we do all the time, though. Mm. You yeah. know what I mean? And so I was like, that's, I was like, that was crazy. Yeah, I was no, too good. No, I think this this uh, episode is very timely because I've been glued to this book recently, and it's, it's titled The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, which I suggest mm. everyone go read because mm. it's fire. 
Um, but this was something he was talking about in his book, the author. And uh, one of the quotes that he said, word for word, he says, if Satan can't make you sin, he'll make you busy. And he was talking about this idea that the direction that the culture is going into, it's created this ecosystem that makes it very easy to get caught up in this like preoccupied lifestyle. Um, because in previous generations, it was as if leisure was a sign of wealth. Like the people who were off at the golf courses on vacations, like if you saw someone who was kind of just enjoying their time and free time, that that was like a sign that they could afford to do that, like that they're wealthy. But these days it's getting to the point where you being busy is a sign of wealth. So now it's like you have to have your hands on something. You have to be at a meeting. You right. have to be in a call. If you're not, then you're not going anywhere. You're What's not the motion? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like we love saying that. It's like and it's like you're not amounting to anything if you don't have your hands in something, right? Uh, and I actually saw this TikTok video, and this girl was like. She said it and she was joking, but she was really being serious. And she said, if you're out dating and you find a guy in his early 20s and he has actual time to take you on dates, he's not amounting to anything in life. And I was like, what? I was like, that's crazy. But what she said proved my point in the sense that these days that that's the sign. It's like you you have to have your hands in something. And I think a lot of us can sometimes succumb to that same type of mentality. I think at the root of it, there's a lot of... Um, I think a false sense of identity even and the issue of like where you're rooted um, and some of our esteems are rooted in like what we're doing um, and, and what we have our hands in. And it's as if it's like, if I'm not occupied, then what am I? That's a mentality that a lot of people have. Um, so I think that contributes to why so many people are occupied with so many other things and they're failing to answer the call of God. And it's because of this, like the direction that it's going in, it's just like, that's kind of just the currents that we're living in, but we have to fight the current. You know, we can't just go with it like that. Fact. No, and I, going back to what you're saying, that's the same thing I was thought. Yeah. I was thinking when you were talking, the fact that sometimes, because I, I, I have issues with this, is even like resting, like I mentioned mm-hmm. last week. Yeah. But the fact that what you do is like who you are. So if you're not actively, like you said, doing anything, then who are you? Mm-hmm. That like your worth or value, yeah. how you're even putting esteem on yourself is predicated on, okay, did I get X, Y, Z done today? Right. Do I even have tasks to do? Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And whenever you have moments where, where the schedule's clear, there's nothing yeah. that actually happened, it feels like there's something missing mm-hmm. because you don't actually feel like yourself. Right. Right. And I, and I thought that was good. And so even going to that, one thing that he mentioned in the sermon is like the definition of like what preoccupied was. And I thought it was so good. And it was when the mind has become so engrossed to the exclusion of other thoughts and already used, therefore unavailable for further use. And that was a big part of took out. It was like yeah. already used, therefore unavailable for further use. And so... The fact, like, the reason we can't answer the call or at least respond when God calls is because we've already, like, given our energy to so many other things. Yeah. We're already we're already having, like, our ear to someone else and our hearts in different places. And so when it's actually time to give God, like, what he deserves and what he's asking of us, it's like, oh, no, like, I'm good, fam. Yeah. Like, I, like I'm straight. You know, and it's just like, all right, you, you're going through, like, going through school, going through your courses, going through your classes, yeah. and it's like, all right, like, when God's just asking for that small time right before bed to worship, to pray, to mm-hmm. just get in your word, it's just like, ah, 
You know, like I need to, I got to get this done though. I, right. This, this other thing has to happen or take place. I got to take this call. I got to be up for work in the morning. Mm-hmm. And so all those things just kind of like get put back on a back burner and the danger of that. That I was even thinking about more before the episode is like, sometimes you can decline like the call so much, like you're no longer sensitive to like God's voice. That's you know, like you, you yeah. become, you become callous. Mm-hmm. Right. Like at some point, it's just like it becomes like just a whisper and because you're so accustomed to just like not answering and putting it on hold, right. putting God on hold. Right. And one thing I heard the other day when I was getting my hair done <laughs> is the fact that when there is no where there is no accountability, there will soon be no conviction. Oh, and I was like, that's nasty. They said that in the salon. <laughs> That's a bar, and it was yeah. No, we we was going crazy no, in this a lot. I'm not going to We was really we was really going in, and so they said where there is no accountability, there will soon be no conviction. Mm-hmm. In the sense that, of course, like if you don't have those outside voices. Um, and that circle around you that's going to point out, like, you know, when you've fallen short, when you've messed up, to, like, challenge you and your purpose to call you to be better. When you continue to fall in this particular area of your life and there's no one else being able to speak to that to call you up, then you just get desensitized to it. Yeah, You know what it is. Like, you're just in sin or whatever that – these habits, and it's just like, oh, this mm-hmm. becomes, like, your routine. And so I was, like – I remember hearing that. I'm, like, thinking, yo, that's the same thing when it comes to how we're responding. Yeah. And – giving our heart and our attention to God. Like at some point it's like, yo, like if there is, if this becomes just like this the routine, this casual routine of us being comfortable, getting comfortable with not answering, mm-hmm. like, you know, like, oh, like, okay, you need to fast this. You need to let go of that particular music right now or that channel or turn that off for a minute. Like getting so used to just like removing those things and thinking like they're just inconsequential, like that's when we become just callous. And so when he's actually calling us, at some point it's something we can't even like really hear anymore. Yeah, I think if you don't make yes your routine, then no will take its place. Mm. And I think in the terms of just like routine, I think even as a body, we've like severely misunderstood like the role that it plays in our lives. I think um, because we're talking the role what plays in our lives. Ritual, the world that like not not ritual, but um, I was I would call it more like discipline, mm-hmm. um, and like habits. But I think when you break down ritual, that's what it is. But I think right. we we just have like this negative connotation for the word. But I think we, um, like I said, I just think we've misunderstood the role that it plays in our lives because we're talking about being preoccupied with so many other things. And I think the exact example that you brought up that kind of sparked this thought in my mind was the idea that you know I'm in classes and I'm doing this, and by the time I get home, it's like ah. I don't know if I feel like I want to do this, but I think it's it's important that you are creating like th- these ha- like habits and you have to be intentional about stuff like that. Um, because yeah, it's like when serving God becomes an inconvenience mm. because yeah. at times that's what it's going to feel like. Yeah. But like we talk about doing it anyway, like mm. this is the priority. Like the invitation is there every morning when you wake up, as you're walking it throughout your day and even when you finish all your task, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, always, always keeping that in mind. Yeah. I think, um, and this is something he also talked about in the book. Yeah. This book is fire. I think, <laughs> I think I got a lot of like the inspiration from just what I'm going to be talking about from this book, but he was talking about how I think 
one of the hardest balances to find as a believer or really just as a person in general is the idea of like trying to reach your highest potential while also accepting your limitation um in the sense of like you only have so much time you only have so much energy so you have to kind of be intentional about where you're placing that and where you're really putting your attention and so many of us are trying to reach our highest potential while totally forgetting that we have limitations and that we're only human. So it's like we're out here trying to be Superman and we're doing this and doing that and doing that. And we got that business venture. We got this and we got this. And we forget, like, I only have so much time. I have to make sure that I'm making time for God, my family, et cetera, et cetera. And he was talking about how when you break down who we are to the most fundamental form, we are a culmination of both limitation and endless potential in the sense that when you go back and look in Genesis, God says, says let us create man in our image, right? So we're created from God's image, but we're also created from what? Dust. So when you look at that, like at like when you really break down who we are, we're made from dust and we're made from God's image. So we're made from God's image. Endless potential. The God of the universe. I'm I'm omnipotent, like all knowing God. We're made in his image, but we're also made from dust. Something you can wipe off. Like lim- limits and endless potential. So we have to learn how to balance the two of those. Um because although we have that endless potential, we're limited in the sense that we're only human. We only have so many days. We're not God in that sense. Um, so balance. That's yeah. so good. I never thought about that. Like yeah. That. yeah. And this, bro, this book, I'm telling you, bro, I'm going to keep putting <laughs> this, this book is fire. Y'all got to read it. Um, so with this balance of trying to um, reach that potential, right? And like, you know, because God says he will bless the work of your hands. So you like you want to have things that you're not, you're working towards. Managing so, well. Managing well. Um, so in that balance, I think you also have to be willing to be interrupted. Um, when you kind of have these things that you're doing, you have to be willing to put it to the side at an instant and be like, God, yes. Like, I'm going to answer you instead. And when you look at the life of Jesus, I think this is something that was emulated so perfectly. Um, in that verse you were talking about earlier, the parable in Matthew 22, 5, it talks about some of their like specific responses to the invitation that they get. And it says here, but they paid no attention and went off. And it says one to its field and another to its business. Right. So they're go they're going in there attending to their work. It's like, oh, like I can't answer the call. I'm going to go work on my mm. business. I'm going to go work. I'm going go, to work, go tend to my field and work on this. Right. Um, but when you look at the life of Jesus, he was always willing to be interrupted. I think. So many of the miracles that we see in the Gospels are a product of that. So when you look at when Jesus fed the 5,000 in Matthew 14, he had just found out that John the Baptist had been um, had been beheaded and he was going to a solitary place alone. Like he was going to like, you know, mourn and get into a secret place and people followed him. But he was willing. He was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to be willing to be interrupted and I'm going to teach this sermon to these people and feed them. When you look at the woman with the issue of blood in Luke 8, this was actually an interruption in the middle of an interruption. So what had happened was, I, it was no, this <laughs> is crazy. So, this is so crazy. I want y'all to go read Luke chapter eight. So what happened was, <laughs> Jesus just touched down the city from um, going somewhere else, and this man comes up to him and he's like, "Yo, my daughter is sick. Like, can you come heal her?" So Jesus is like, "Okay, I'm gonna be willing to be interrupted. Like, I just touched down. I might have some other stuff I want to do, but I'm gonna go like help. I'm gonna go heal your daughter." So he on his way to heal this man's daughter in the middle of this interruption, he gets interrupted by the woman with the issue of blood and, and she touches him. And he says, and it's like, I have to go heal this this man's daughter, but I'm gonna be willing to to tend to this in, like right now in this moment. Like I'm not gonna be in a hurry. I'm gonna be willing to be interrupted. And I'm mm-hmm. gonna so he heals her and then he goes heal heal goes to heal the man's daughter. So when you look at the gospels, 
there is a common theme of Jesus willing to be interrupted. Yes, he was an interrupter, but he was also willing to be interrupted. Like, we need to make that a hashtag. Hashtag, hashtag be interrupted. Because, <laughs> like, so much came on the back end of that. So that's the mentality we have to have with our lives and the things that we're walking out and the places that we're going to. Like, we have to be willing, be willing to be interrupted. That's fire. And yeah. the thing that I'm thinking about when you mentioned all of those examples is the fact that, with, it's the fact that time with God is never time wasted. Mm. So it's about being, because when we even think about being interrupted, it's something that is like, we keep saying it's like an inconvenience. Mm. And it, it's it's actually deterring your focus from something that of priority that you need to be actually giving your time to. But the one thing that is worthy yeah. enough for you to be interrupted by, for you to even turn your attention to right. from something that you're already working on is God's call, right? That's and I mentioned that because the key and the significance and why he was able to be or at least willing to be interrupted is because it, it was attached to what he was called to. Mm. That's mm. what he came here to do. Right. It's like, okay, I no, Every, yeah, I know. everything that's funny. Everything else was an interruption. So maybe I should reword it. It wasn't even he was being interrupted. It was more of like he was setting down the interruption. Like, I no, don't know. That's crazy. But no, yeah, but yeah. it's all fire because he was willing to take the time aside mm. to heal these individuals, the women with the issue issue of blood. Yeah. Because this is it was a part of his purpose. It was mm. the assi- it was the assignment. Yeah. So it wasn't even we it, like to him and to us it shouldn't even necessarily be an interruption because that is the main priority. That's a fact. This is another it's another day in the office. It's another day in the <laughs> office, bro. <laughs> it's another day in the office. And I say that because it's important that, you know, I was the first thing I was gonna mention is that okay, it's important for us to allow ourselves to be interrupted by like the right things, you know, not just allowing anything to have our intention to have a discernment in that, but like at the baseline, whenever God calls, that is Mm-hmm. always the priority that is That's always what deserves the attention at that particular time and not feeling as if oh like this isn't going to amount to anything right right because time with him and answering him is never Ever. wasted so if Ever. that call is oh i need you to stop right now whatever you're doing and go to the secret place i need you to pray mm-hmm. oh he's like this person on your heart i need you to go and speak to them talk to them Call that individual. Send them this text. Oh, I need you to stop what you're doing and make sure you're in service, like at on Sunday and Wednesday this month, and on Friday for the prayer. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. whatever that looks like, it is always worth it, and nothing else matters. And so, always keeping that in mind. And I was, yeah. I was thinking about when you, um, when you said that. Yeah. So it's like it's about the perspective. So he would. His heart posture was so willing to be interrupted because he realized they weren't interruptions. That's that's really what it was. It Let's was see. his perspective. I, was I, different. You know, I, I say it again. We, <laughs> <laughs> we ain't running back in a while. I mean, but say that again. His, par- his heart posture was so willing to be interrupted because he realized that they weren't interruptions. Like he realized these ain't side missions. This is the main plot. Like <laughs> that's crazy. This it was just, it was just a perspective, it. right? It yeah. is. It is. It's never. It's never an inconvenience to serve God, ever, 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 ever. And so. What else? The thing I was also going to mention is the fact that when we talk about being too preoccupied, Mm. we get caught up in 
just the idea of like we're just doing us. Yeah. Like I just want to do me. Like That's I want to follow, and, and and I'm I'm like a victim of this. I am like king of. I'm just gonna do me, and yeah. I have like my vision and the way I want my life to look in this season within the next three months. What 2024 is gonna be, and I and this is the plan I have laid out. And at that point, when we become too preoccupied with ourselves and what we have going on to answer the call, we become um, what he mentioned on Sunday, like a self-serving church, a self-serving church. Right. And now everything we do, we act out is in the lens or perspective of, okay, like how does this benefit me, what I have going on and what is occupying my time. Right. With no availability to anything else outside of what life like one dimensionally looks for me and Mm -hmm. mine. Right. And of course, that being so contrary to the gospel and what God calls us to when it comes to what we do affecting and benefiting and ultimately influencing others. Right. And so I thought that was a good point, too. That was that was a big part of that. Yeah, that's fire. A self-serving, a self-serving church. Because, I mean, when we really think about it, like, one of the main goals of, like, the body and the church is to serve others. So, it's like, if you're not serving others, you're, you know, the only other direction it's going to go is yourself. You're mm-hmm. going to start serving yourself. So, that makes a lot of sense. I like that. And I was also, just with the conversation, was thinking about, I guess, a solution, <clears throat> in a sense, to just, like, we're talking about how, you know, <clears throat> we're living in a generation that's just, you know, so in in a in a hurry and so preoccupied in the direction that's going in. It's just like, you got to be working, 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 working. Um, and I think it just comes down to obviously looking at the life of Jesus. All you always, it always points back there, but just, I think it just comes down to being on God's time. I think we're trying to do God's work on our time. Like we've been talking about, like when we're ready, when we want to do it, when it seems right to us, that's when we're we want to answer his call. And that's when we want to give him that yes and, and, you know, follow through with the with his invitation. And I think when you look at the life of Jesus, it was like when the invitation came, he was like, cool, like, let's do it. Right. And it was like he was so he was he was able to fully do God's work because he was fully on God's time. And I think so many of us are like trying to do God's work while we're on our time and it's like I think that's the other side of it I think it's not even that I think you have multiple types of people so some people are just way too upper thing I think you have multiple types of people I think there's some people who are too occupied to even answer the call at all and then there's those of us who are like half occupied dang (laughs) I think there's two types of people I think you have people who are way too occupied to answer the call at all. And there's like those of us, which I find myself in a lot where we're half occupied, half available. And it's like, we're trying to answer and we're trying to give the yes to the invitation while also being occupied. So it's like, we're, you know, one foot in one foot out. Like, like I said, half occupied, half available. So I think it just comes down to being on God's time and not, and really big on the, just not trying to find like that validation through like what you do. I want to kind of go back there for a second because I was really analyzing the start of like Jesus's ministry. So when he was baptized, that was sort of like his like commissioning as like, you know, 
this was like the, the first day on the job, essentially. Like he was born to be the Messiah, born to be the Lamb of God. But that baptism by John, um, by John the Baptist, that was like the okay, your your commission now. When God says you're my son, um, I'm well pleased. That was like okay, this is your first day on the job, essentially. And like what he does right after that is he goes for a month and a half <laughs> to the wilderness. Like he wasn't in a hurry. Like he he had work to do, and it's like I think so many of us, if we weren't put in that position, and we got baptized, would have been like, oh, like let's go, let's go get the disciples, let's go heal some people, let's go, let's go save the world, like let's do it. But Jesus was like, I'm I'm on God's time. Like he got baptized and immediately was led by the Spirit. He was like, yo, I, I know I know I should probably go heal some people, but like I'm a, I'm led by the Spirit to go to this wilderness and fast for forty days to make sure I'm good. And I think. That is even another example of the fact that he was really on God's time. Like he wasn't in a hurry. He knew that the miracles he did didn't defy him. He knew that that wasn't that God, what God had for him, was essentially what he needed to be doing, and nothing, nothing else. Um, and I think that's the same type of mentality that we have to have with what we're doing. I think we got to show up on time. It's like we get the invitation, we got to show up on time. A lot of us showing up, showing up late. It's not proper etiquette, you know. We 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 doing God dirty. It's like. When you answer the call, because I think that, and I think a lot of people find security in that too. It's like you give the yes, but it's just like a delayed yes, but you still said yes. Am I the only one that? Yeah. <laughs> you but, know, it's like I still said yes, so you what, feel less what bad. We, what, have but it's heard, like, what have we heard so many times is the fact that uh, delayed obedience isn't obedience. Yeah. Or delayed obedience is disobedience. Mm. That's the one. That's the one. Yeah. That's, that's the one. one. But we got to show up on time. Like if you're giving a yes, like give the yes when you get the invitation. Right. So I think one of the things that really stuck out to me. So along with that, one of the big things that really stuck out to me was the fact that going even back to what we're saying when it comes to like the response and even the timing of it. But the fact that like your response doesn't just affect you and that your absence will be noticed. And. He was coming out of Esther whenever he was speaking on this Sunday, but it's the idea that your obedience has a cost. And whenever God is calling you to a higher level, whether that be just a standard or a particular area of your life that you need to refine and surrender and allow yourself to grow in, Whenever you are now allowing God to come in and work on those places or at least allow different things to be removed or Mm. added, that that affects everything attached to you. Yeah. Right? Like, whenever you don't answer the call of God when it comes to, like, your even when it comes to, like, you say your purpose, right? And say it's to be a worship leader, a minister, or whether that looks like being an entrepreneur, like, fill in the blank, and you don't answer that you are affecting everyone who's connected to that call yeah so that's the danger of the like these um delays and okay i'll just i'll answer later i'll get back to it when i can because you're affecting everyone who needs that yes Mm -hmm. the 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 fruit of your yes that's going to affect people and allow them to see god in a new light in ways they haven't haven't before that may bring them to even salvation. You're, you're, you're a f- that, that's what the consequence is. Yeah. And I thought that was so good. And sometimes we don't think that 
we try to downplay it mm. and don't think it's that significant. But we have to realize like your relationship with God is so much bigger than you. Right. Yeah. In terms yeah. of like your call and what that looks like. It's all you are attached and connected to a people. To whatever magnitude, whatever size, and whatever that looks like, God didn't just save you for you. He saved you with people in mind. Mm. And so that's why you have, like, that's why you have to answer the call. And we have to realize that because some people don't even think they may be, like, worthy of that or valued of it. And that's why I mentioned that your absence will be noticed. Like, yeah. that, like this invitation is serious. Yeah. It's because he's chosen you. You're a person of value that he wants to use, right, to change the world, to advance the kingdom. Yeah. So it's not something that's just going to be you can just hide away from and he's not going to see you. Like, yo, that 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 means something. Mm-hmm. And I remember <laughs> we were having another conversation in the salon <laughs> the other day when I was getting my hair done. And one thing that we were talking about essentially like is the character of leaders. They're reading this book they were telling me about and they were giving me like all these examples of people they knew firsthand of different ministers and pastors of churches that had character flaws in the sense that they had areas of their character that manifested itself that they didn't work on in private and it affected everything they were doing in the, in the public sphere in their ministry and people that were connected to it. They were talking about how like, you know, there were, you know, different, like different scenarios of pastors, maybe just acting out of like anger, pride, jealousy, et cetera. And how those actions that they, at least walked walked in affected someone else else's view of God in their church attendance mm-hmm. and how like those same people that were connected to that church or ministry because of these consistent actions and behaviors yeah. essentially like you know left the church mm-hmm. right and of course like you know one individual salvation isn't predicated on like you know one man's choice or decision right. it's ultimately mm-hmm. a relationship with God etc we get that but nonetheless it is the principle that what you do and your call and your invitation and what God's calling you to do in your own life is going to affect people. Yeah. Right. And it's not a weight you're supposed to carry around. Like, Oh my goodness. Like I can't mess up. I can't move this way or everything's going to just fall apart or I'm going to let these things down or whatever. No, but it is something to be cognizant about and to take, you know, not take lightly. Yeah. I think there's still, there still needs to be an urgency. Like your urgency. yes, your urgency. yes, and your no matters, like you've been saying. And going back, I guess, to the symbolism of the parable about the invitation, like you, you ever been asked to go somewhere before? And like one of your first questions was like, who else going to be there? Right. Like, like that's going, who's going to be there is going to determine if I want to go or if I'm not going to go. And it's like, for me, I always had that one friend. It's like, okay, if he's at the function, like, cool. Like, I know I'll be good. I have someone to talk to. I don't know if I know anyone else here. Like I can talk to him. And it's like, what if you're that person for someone else? Like, in the sense of, like, you giving your yes is going to make someone more inclined to give theirs with the, invita- with the invitation. That's Some, good. Someone seeing you give your yes. Because if Lil' John John go, I'm going to be John John go, you know what I'm saying? I'm <laughs> going. And it's like, I think I've even seen that in my own life. Thankfully, I think just by you giving your yes and being obedient, like, people see that. And it's like, okay. Right. Now, I see, I see him giving his yes. I'm more inclined to give mine. I'm more inclined to take up this invitation as well because I know he's going to be there. And I think sometimes you gather inspiration from people like that, right? People you look up to, people you respect. And in that sense, like, 
like we've been your yes and your no matters because people respect you people look up to you and like you said it's not your way to carry but the urgency is to still be an, an urgency there that's all so it is understand right. that you are that person for someone you are 100 percent. whatever that looks they're like. looking they're watching for sure that's fire though i really i really like that but yeah i'm preoccupied man mm. I'm preoccupied that's fire that's fire what did you say what? about uh, Jesus? Run that back. Run that back again. About the interruption? <laughs> <laughs> that was, man, shout out the spirit. He said, um, Jesus, his heart posture was so willing to be interrupted because he realized that they weren't interruptions. Mm. They weren't. So it's, it, his bro. his perspective was completely that's different. That's it. No, I love that. And that's so, and that's so fire. But... No, yeah, that's the one. So that's to say it again for this week. Yep. I think it's just like, you know, what we mentioned so long ago, not customizing the yes and answering the call when it comes in, mm-hmm. right? Allowing God, allowing yourself, allow yourself to be inconvenienced, yep. right? Because there's nothing else that matters and there's nothing else that's more important. And it's because time with God is never time wasted. Never. And it's always more than worth it. Yep to do so so yeah that's what that's what it is man (laughs) that's what it is but yeah y'all y'all know what it is no other segment today but we definitely had to get that out definitely had to get that through that was like actually wrecking me right now so allow yourself to be inconvenienced don't customize the yes don't right but y'all know what it is stay you stay real stay humble we'll see y'all friday much love